We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Monday morning, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. I don't know, I feel like I'm a little delirious today. Hope you had a wonderful holiday, Thanksgiving weekend. Almost December, Monday, November twenty eighth. Here with you, we'll uh, we'll talk Lane, we'll talk Auburn, we'll talk Freeze, we'll talk coaching searches. I don't know, we'll talk whatever today. Kind of putting a, uh, I say a bow on this, but around here, who knows? Um, appreciate all you guys who've come in. We've had a good week, had a big week here on the podcast with the website, plenty of activity. So thank you for tuning in on this Monday morning. The podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. You know, you can get some lunch specials. Today it is chicken spaghetti. They give you uh, any size fountain drink, bread, and more there. And when you uh, stop on in, you can also take advantage of their hot case. Got plenty of pulled pork, chicken, size desserts, and more with the Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. And coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell uh, Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I uh, recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest. At some point this week, we'll probably uh, jump on. And when they do, it'll be on the Rafters uh, Music and Food Hotline, Rafters on the Square. It's a perfect place for your Christmas party or gathering. They can accommodate parties of 10 to 500. Great food with the Cajun flair. Holiday drinks in a festive atmosphere. Call Jeannie at 601-842-0948 to request a catering menu and reserve a date. So, um, the official end to this story came uh, sometime Saturday morning. Most public opinion, it really started to turn, I guess, on Friday, but it went in on Saturday uh, on Saturday morning, so where we stand with a national landscape right now. 
is uh, Luke Fickle. He's headed to Wisconsin. That got done very quickly. He was staying in the Big Ten. Fickle to the, uh, the Badgers, which is an interesting hire. Really good hire for them. Amazing see hire what, for yeah, them. See what he can do with that program. Matt Rule headed to Nebraska. They were already pretty far down the road, middle of the end of last of last week. So that is not a shock. And then Auburn is absolutely in Java mode at this point as they are trying to figure out what they are doing on the planes. Uh, real with, quick, uh, uh, thank you to Marine Rebel for the um, the super chat. Has Lane signed the extension? To our knowledge, as of this morning, he has not signed it. Um, in Houston, not to Auburn. Now, that would be funny. That's not happening. But They're but, not going to get that far down the list. Yeah, but, that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, look, I, there is no, there does not seem to be any concern about him signing the extension. I know everybody keeps asking that, but I don't I mean. I, I would I think Ole Miss would be shocked if there's not a release out today or tomorrow. Frankly, I think they thought it might have been out on Saturday, but it wouldn't blow me away at all for uh, for it to be today to announce that that hiring Lane's contract. Wrote this um, over the course of the message board. It is a uh, it is a four year deal through the state, a six year deal through the foundation, and then it's got a couple one year rollovers on it. So it's not really an eight year contract, but sort of kind of has eight years built in. There was some semantics on that that I think Dellinger, who first reported it, had to go back and sort of alter it a little bit. But it's essentially a six year deal, um, somewhere in the nine million on average range. I think year one is eight point seven, something like that, and then. Uh, it has an increased buyout from the previous contract on the money that Ole Miss would be owed um, should Lane leave and take another another job at some point. Um, look, guys, the rumors on those numbers, I don't know what the number is. I'm still working diligently to get that. I just know it's one of the higher numbers inside the SEC. Um, it's not $54 million. It's nowhere near no. $54 million. That was a rumor going around the message boards. Let me just point that out. No, that is not. You're, you're, he's not locked in for life. What his, he does do His agent the, is way too good for that. Yeah. They, when most don't have one, he was not going to be that. So the point is, though, it is enough where it, when or if Lane leaves, they can help or it can buy out the other coach that they are hiring and then pay for that additional staff while they're paying off their staff. It yes. is a... It is a number that is very tangible in what is needed to move forward with your program at that point. That is that is the purpose of those buyouts. It's one of those deals where it's not – for schools who are paying the amount of money that they would have to pay to get Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss at this point, which is a small number, frankly, because yes. Ole Miss is paying him a lot of money, um, it's not prohibitive, but it makes sure Ole Miss is okay when or if he does leave. That's the way that, that works. Yes. So – that's that's that. Um, as far as what Auburn is doing, I have no idea. Maybe Grind has an opinion. Um, See, I have a real thought on Auburn in a minute. My, I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got a real. My flyer problem. thought is that you know, for all the back and forth and who Bob, I think Jay might have been the first one to mention him. If you told me to just put a flyer on somebody today, it's Brian Johnson. But it's a complete flyer. But yeah, that's I think where so. I think I would go. So if it's not freeze, here's my. We can be all over the place. Go ahead. We'll come back to all. Okay. Ones. You're cool. Nobody's going anywhere. If you're in the room in Auburn last week, right? When you're sitting around and you're talking about it, and I'm assuming that at some point you're sitting there, there is a, a sounding board, a forum, if you will. And you're like, okay, we're, we're going to go after Lane Kiffin. We're in Auburn right now. We're in okay, Auburn right now. Gotcha. We're going to go after Lane Kiffin. Okay, cool. All right, what if he says no? Well, he's not saying no. Well, what if? Let's just, hey, we're here. The Egg Bowl's not till Thursday night. 
We're back in time. We're traveling back in time. We're in Auburn last week. Okay. The Egg Bowl's not till not till uh, Thursday night. He's not. If he's coming on Friday, great. But what if, for the sake of this conversation, he doesn't? And you finally get someone to relent and go, okay, okay, we'll, we'll do this thought exercise. <clears throat> well, choice two is Hugh Freeze. All right, great. Now, you understand, right, John, that when we hire Hugh Freeze, that's going to leak out because these things leak. There's a big show on Saturday morning. They're going to talk about college football for three hours. They got to have material. We play this game on Saturday on CBS against that other team. And that's going to take four hours, and they're going to talk. Okay? People are going to be on message boards, on social media. We do understand that when it gets out that we're hiring Hugh Freeze, the alleged victim is probably going to come out publicly. Okay? Well, no, she won't. Let's just pretend she does. For the sake of it, what's our response going to be? Are we going to be okay or are we going to panic? Because if we're going to panic, let's not do this Hugh Freeze thing. Let's avoid it at all costs. Real quick aside, it's not that Hugh did anything to this victim. He was messaging this victim. Yes. Clear. Let's. Yes. There's an alleged victim, and <laughs> yeah, Hugh Freeze DM'd her at midnight. And defending it, his. Defending his athletics director. Yes. And she DM didn't like it, and she went public about the DM, and it made him look like an idiot. Back when it happened. Back when it happened, yeah. and she's probably going to come out again. If we hire Hugh Freeze, if it gets out. So what's our response going to be to that? Because if it's going to be sheer panic, oh, God, we can't do this, well, then, hey. Let's go ahead and move on now. Let's move on now with the next choice of if Lane Kiffin says no. Let's 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 continue down the road because we got time because they don't play till Thursday night. And if he so, says yes, cool. Yeah, yeah. Look, if Kiffin says yes and he's in Auburn on Friday afternoon, great. We don't have to worry about any of this. This is just a, hey, sitting around, having a cup of coffee, talking about what-ifs. They very clearly didn't have that conversation. They went, it'll be fine. We'll get freeze, it'll be fine. Okay. And then Saturday happens, and she comes out publicly with the big email and all she, that she, stuff. She tweets about it, and then, yeah, emails basically everybody at Auburn. School, university, administration, athletics, whatever. Yeah. Um. And they freaked out. And they freak out and abort. They freaked out. And I can't believe I'm going to say the Have following words. Have they aborted words. officially? No, but it feels that way. I've talked to Ryan Brown this morning, who's kind of on it, and Ryan said that he, thought he doesn't did. think it will be Hugh. Now, there are people at Auburn, journalists, former players, that are kind of circling the Hugh Freeze wagon today, a lot of redemption talk and stuff like that, which is fine. But you had to know this was going to happen. And panicking over it to the point that Hugh Freeze gets kind of left in the lurch. I can't believe I'm saying these words. It's really unfair to Hugh Freeze. Whose team knew exactly the score on Saturday. And, I mean, when I say no-showed, no-showed. On the field against New Mexico State or whomever it was. Um, at one point with the crowd chaining something about Auburn. In the stands, not a not a good day for Hugh in that in that realm. Yeah, look, no. You, if you're going to get down the road with Hugh, you have to be 
fine with letting that news cycle play out as ugly as that thing plays out. Because it here's the truth, it would have it's nothing against victims or anybody else. It would have played out because that's our society today and somebody would have moved on to something else. So Auburn absolutely could have or could hire Hugh Freeze and within a week or two he's just a football coach for the most part, barring something unexpected coming out. Um and it wasn't like media didn't dig into trying to find everything about him when he was uh when he was leaving Ole Miss, because I mean they found a bunch of the numbers and stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, I mean in some ways, yeah, Freeze is one of the more unfortunate ones through the course of this this week. Crazy enough, but I, I mean, do you anticipate a hire at Auburn this week? Hell, I don't know. Oh, by the way, that's a bad question. I was I've been told that's a bad question to say, say it that way. It's you you must ask it more emotionally and more emphatically than that. So come up with something better than do you anticipate. Will Auburn hire a head coach this week? I don't know. You're unaware? I don't know. I mean. Think John Cohen's making a decision? I think John Cohen's off to a really poor start. It's been bad. But it's been exactly what everybody thought it was going to be. That is the dumb part of this, is that a lot like had Lane Kiffin, Ryan thinks so, I'll take his word for it, if – if Lane Kiffin had gone to Auburn, we all knew it would have been a ferocious fit. Grind, the answer is yes, I do. Not I do. Yes, comma, I do. Horrific fit. Ferocious, not a word. Horrific, <laughs> horrific fit. Um, we all know that. We went through all that stuff. But it's very similar with John. John's kind of an emotional guy. He's a smart guy. He's he's somebody who likes being somewhat of an authoritarian voice. And that he took all the promises at Auburn because they told him no people around John who said nope nope your search you're the guy we are we are we are converting our ways we're staying out of the way well I think we're going to take Yellow Man and put him in his place and tell him to leave you alone I think they thought and I, this is thinking I don't know this I don't know this I'm I'm just guessing here I think they thought that when they brought in John Cohen that when they targeted Lane Kiffin that they'd get him and that John could get the credit for it. I don't know that they ever went down the thought exercise of what if we can't get him? What if, for whatever reason, he decides to stay? What if? Which is a conversation that logically you would have, right? You would, if if, if I'm conducting the meetings, we're we're having that conversation. Okay, what if? Okay, great. He's option one. Super. Somebody's got to be number one on the list. What if we have to go to number two? It almost feels like they never went there. Which is an incredibly arrogant approach to a coaching search. Because coaching searches can be conducted extremely well and kind of fail. I mean, they really can. Their coaching searches are weird, man. They can it's the part that they're not what's the word? Static. They're not static. They're everybody loves to make fun of this word and I don't know why. They're fluid. Because you have so many things counteracting at all times. You've got the current school. You've got the agent. You've got you got to play games and have emotions on wins and losses. You've got all field. You got families involved. I mean, there's so many variables going on with every coaching search where it's not sitting in there almost like a simulation and go, oh, I have an opening. Here are the resumes. Let's go grab that guy. Oh, good. He wants the job. Peace. And it's why from day one, and this isn't this isn't one of those. Oh, look, I'm hindsight. I was right. Kiffin was always too clean. 
from the very beginning, I said, I don't, you never get that first candidate yeah. without any forks in the road. It just felt wrong. Like when it's that public, because somebody on the message board had a good point. I'm imagine I'm saying that, but I am a good point was you look around how all this was done in different places. And it's a sign of Auburn's dysfunction to this point in a way. It's a sign of media and stuff. Because you see, I mean, you saw Martis Marcello 20 minutes after Parson was fired. Hey, Kiffin's the guy. Yeah. And, I mean, he was right. I mean, at that point from top target. I think top target's what he used. That was correct. It's not a criticism of Brandon. He was their top target. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah. But you look at what's happened other places. Nebraska, Wisconsin. I mean, big programs, not nothings. They just hired a guy. There wasn't all this. <laughs> in Auburn, it was like this, hey, we're going to go get this dude, and we need to crow about it. You know what I mean? There was a certain. Yeah, well, I followed the Wisconsin thing pretty interestingly because I, I believe it or not, I actually kind of enjoy following the Big Ten. And Wisconsin had Jim Leonard, mm -hmm. and he did a really good job as the interim coach. They didn't turn it into a pep rally all the time. They just let him coach, and they let their season end. And when their season ended, they offered Luke Fickle. Now, very clearly, Luke Fickle knew that there was an offer coming. But he kept his mouth closed. And when other people kind of said, hey, would you have any interest potentially? I think his answer was, no, I'm good. I'm, almost, I'm, I'm good. And then Wisconsin opened. It's a big-time, big-ten job, which is what he's always wanted. He's 49 years old. He jumped at it. Well, that's how you do it. He learned what he believes now is probably a mistake from last year, which was they might have been hiring Freeman anyway, but he didn't wait on Notre Dame. There's a really good story in The Athletic about it, of <clears throat> right. how, they, how he got to Wisconsin and what's going on. And he learned and said, nope, I'm going to be more proactive moving forward. I'm not going to just – I mean, he was not going to – not going to bash my own team, but I'm not going to cut my nose off in a search because of it. I and feel pretty good about my sourcing on, on Fickle now because I was told that people on the staff at Cincinnati said, hey, Luke's ready to go. There's an NIL problem here. Um, it's going to be difficult to compete in the Big 12 with no NIL, and right now there's no NIL, and he's looking to go. And he's no longer limiting his search to just Ohio State and Notre Dame. The Notre Dame thing last year, he just didn't feel like – and I haven't read the story. What I've heard was he just didn't feel like he could leave his team before a playoff game. Thought that was wrong. Sure. And so he sacrificed. But then after that, he goes, this isn't – it's time. And Wisconsin's a great spot for him. Look, the Big Ten got better this weekend. Oh, it did. The Big Ten got better. Michigan is legitimately a power now. They're good. And – and um and and those those are two major coaching upgrades. Luke Fickle, Matt Rule, yeah, Matt Rule failed with Carolina Panthers. Um, he's he's an upgrade. He's better than what they had at Nebraska before. Scott Frost. Yeah, he, he's he's that that league got better this weekend. We had a uh, super chat a minute ago. I wanted to acknowledge it and ask answer this question. He's Kyle says, does Wilson does Williams? It's Kyle Wilson. Does Williams continue on as head coach ABC recruiting? I'm not sure what that means. If Auburn would hire Freeze, why not go all in on Urban Meyer? I don't I don't I don't think Urban gonna, feels unhirable. Yeah, I don't think you can do the that. The Jacksonville stuff and just in general. Yeah, and, and it's even fresher. Um and then I don't 
think they can hire Carnell Williams. I think that's a mistake. I think they all know it. But they did that deal where they had to turn the four weeks of Carnell being the interim into a emotional thing instead of just, hey, it's a bad football season. It's a lost season. Let's just finish it out. Any shot Carnell's the guy? So I, I don't think so. No chance? I mean, Could, couldn't get Stone enough? I mean, I guess it could. That feels feels like a giant mistake. Okay. You're running it out? No, but I doubt it. You're not saying it's impossible? Well, it's difficult for me to believe that there's nobody in the room there who would say, okay, this is dumb. We can't be this emotional 365 days a year. It's a business. We're running a big business. He's never been a coordinator, much less a head coach. Don't, don't you think if, if we want to bring Carnell back as our head coach one day, great. Let's see if we can't get him one of these group of five jobs. Yeah. Let him cut his yeah. teeth someplace where there's a little less scrutiny. Continue our conversation second. First, about Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. They are getting ready to introduce their seventh flavor, one that I know I'm anxious to, or eager, not anxious, eager to try New Orleans-style barbecue shrimp on the way. Again, with uh, Prime Shrimp, you can get it delivered straight to your door. Give you money-back guarantees if you don't like it. And fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp, you get uh, meals taken care of, whether it be any of the different flavors or their full meals in a bag. They also have their two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp for those who want the uh, the grocery store-style shrimp at a uh, higher quality with the New Orleans-based company. So, again, that's code MPW for big discount for first-time buyers. Use code MPW for that. And, again, that's primeshrimp.com. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Go check them out in uh, Oxford and uh, Ridgeland today. Dead Soxie's uh, BOGO ends Tuesday at midnight. That's buy one, get one. Here's a chance to complete all your stocking stuffers in time for Christmas. There's an added bonus on these last two days. The Ole Miss NIL socks are now included in the promo. Remember, there are a few simple rules. You must put both items in your cart before checkout. Only one BOGO per transaction. So if you put six bundles in your cart, it will only give you one bundle. You can place multiple orders and get a free BOGO on each one. Just use the code REBELGROVE at checkout. It's that simple. Use the code for an unlimited number of transactions. Head over to deadsoxy.com, promo code REBELGROVE. The College Corner is your one-stop Rebel Shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. 
All items at ASTOCK start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at ASTOCK.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. ASTOCK Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that will offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it? Bid it? Win it. And we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic, multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside Mississippi. If uh, you take, you know, diabetes medicine, uh, high blood pressure medication, cholesterol medications, sometimes those cause some side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss. Uh, Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support. Puts those vitamins back into your body, helps with side effects, keeping you more (laughs) compliant. Bless you. In taking your medications, helping you stay healthier over the long term. SolutionsRx.com, promo code OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and the upper med scene. If your prescription is the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it from G&M. Also, uh, you can transfer your medications from a big box pharmacy very easily. One call, they take care of the rest. I've done it. I get my delivery straight to my door there with G&M. So let them, again, take care of you. That's 662-236-2222. So, I mean, look, exactly where everything went, I don't know. Um, Over the course of the week, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss, Auburn. A lot of things could have made this easier on everybody throughout the, the week in the process for sure. Um, I don't know that I've even done necessarily self-analysis or whatever. I'm pretty confident in everything we reported um, throughout the week. Is there anything, because I have one particular, is there anything where you thought, hmm, it was a sign that, not necessarily you missed, but that looking back something triggered you in any way? Um, No. Um, Because it was indirect, and I I told you the next day, I hell, I think I missed that because I was focused on something else. And I think a source told me that Ole Miss's new contract was coming that week, and I wasn't paying attention two weeks ago. That's the only one where I went, and again, whatever. I wish you told me that one. (laughs) That would have helped. Um, I mean, I I did. I missed it. Once it happened, I went, Oh hell! Because uh, it wasn't. I mean, it was just sort of a passing comment. But I went. I think that was telling me something. You know, it's not that I didn't listen to them. It's just that I didn't want to put so much weight on what a seventeen-year-old girl was saying. Okay, because I've have girls who aren't that much older than that, and this is not a sexist comment. Boys and girls at age seventeen are different. Boys are dysfunctionally disorganized, um, flighty, um, not particularly trustworthy most of the time. Pretty myopic. Girls are just emotional at that age for the most part. It's been my experience with my, my two girls and their friends, okay? So if your daughter is out there and she's 17 and she's the most rational, calm, level-headed person on the face of the earth, man, all power to you. Um, I didn't. I didn't grow up with sisters. I was one of three boys, and so my experience with teenage girls, for the most part, because certainly in high school it wasn't because I was having experiences with them. Um, my experience is is been with mine, and it's pretty emotional. And I would not put 
tons of weight into what they said during a, a stressful crisis. But there were a lot of people that kept saying she was insistent that they not leave to the point that she was telling people that if he left, she wasn't going. I probably, looking back, wish I had listened to those people a little. And I did listen. I just kept thinking, okay, yeah, but how many other 17-year-old kids say that? Is that dictating a potential decision? Yeah. Is, is Is he going to make a major career decision based off one semester of high school? I kind of doubted that. Now, the part about Knox moving here, I thought, hmm, that's interesting, you know, because that's four years. Mm-hmm. That's He's going to start high school, I think, next year. Isn't that right? He's an eighth grader. I think grader. that's right. Um, you know, maybe I – and it's not – again, I, I listen to that, but then – I mean, look, you know who you talk to, and I know who I talk to. And all of those people on Tuesday, Wednesday, were sort of saying the same thing. And that usually was a sign of something. You know, and for all of the heat that Sokolov has gotten, John used a couple of words that I wouldn't He use. wrote it in a way that I I think he probably wishes he could have done differently. He used the breaking thing, which is mistake number one. Um, and no, then certainty. And then he talked with certainty. You yeah. Leave yourself wiggle room. And he didn't. And that created a firestorm. Because you know, even if you're right on Monday, you know, if I, yeah. whatever, I don't whatever, know. That's right. not the point. If you're right on Monday, it can definitely damn change when Ole Miss played a game 72 hours later. Because, look, here's the truth. And this, I, I think this is this is whatever. Um, and, again, should it? That's not my call. I'm just telling you what happened. Sokoloff's tweet and then the responding tweets back from Kiffin on Monday night mm-hmm. set off the firestorm. It actually was nothing that any other media outlet did at that point. Everything had pretty much stayed behind paywalls. I mean – no disrespect, but newspapers aren't really covering this. I mean, it, it's it's all pretty much, you know, in these ecosystems of you guys. And the podcast is, frankly, the most public thing Well, the first that thing is that, talking about the it. The first thing that breathed oxygen into it were Chris Lowe's tweets. The day before. On that Thursday, before Arkansas. Was that NIL? That was was the that NIL that? NIL tweets. Okay, yeah. Because Chris and Lane are tight, and if you know how this works, you're like, hmm. Well, because, look, that was one of two things. It it gets interesting right there, okay? And, look, because to whatever level that he is, there's a couple things here. To whatever level that that, that Lane and Chris are close, I mean, he's as friendly as Chris as he is with anybody in the media. Now, do you want to say they're friends? That's probably too strong, but they're as friendly as anybody in the media. Maybe they're friends. I think they're friends. Okay. So two things happen there because it's I, look I don't know Lane has not told me this Chris has not told me this and there's no other source that could tell me so this is speculation. Okay, I think Lane Kiffin was Chris Lowe's source for that tweet. I personally do. I do too. I do. I know the way things work. And that's what I think. So two things. A because this led into the week where people started forming opinions. This is kind of my point here. I'm making is that it was one of two things. Hey, I'm going to get a national media source who everybody knows knows me really well to say, and again, Chris admits he was being hyperbolic with the 10 times thing. Yeah. But he did go on to say, hey, NIL would be a reason should he take the Auburn job. Yeah. That created tons of speculation in in the public, not the media, the public, because of the connection between Chris and Lane went, oh, well, he's telling us something. He's paving Now, what you don't know is – 
did he tell Chris that and go in his mind go, hey, if I do go next week, this is whatever, and this is this is set up, or hey, we're kind of struggling. And I'm about to motivate the hell out of Ole Miss's NIL efforts, and maybe both. And and again, he stayed now, and it worked. Ole Miss announced days later they went over ten million dollars in NIL, which yeah. is a war chest that most people don't have. That's right. a lot of money, right? I mean, they raised three million dollars in the last week. It's a lot of money. Yeah. So that happened leading into Monday. Sokolov's tweet, yes, that he was for sure going to go was just that was not the way to phrase that because things changed. Even if you believe you're correct at the point, and I'm not even there's no reason to spend the time right now on who his source was or wasn't because I don't know and it doesn't matter. But Lane's corresponding responses to that. Because Lane, a lot of times, uses Twitter in very good ways. This was the worst case scenario for Lane using Twitter because it did two things. No matter, even though they still wanted him, whatever level Auburn was interested in Lane, they kind of freaked out a little bit and went, whoa, this is not what kind of yeah. thought this might be. This yeah. is a lot. And Monday night started, now losing the game and other things played roles into it too. And again, you can argue that it shouldn't have. That's not my point, but I've got the text messages. Monday night created donor issues for Lane at Ole Miss. They didn't like the way Lane handled that on Monday night going at Sokoloff. They didn't see it as, oh, he's saying he's not, he's staying or whatever. They took, they thought he had gone over the line from a professionalism standpoint. Again, I, their call. Yeah. I, I'm not whatever. Sure. But, but that's where the money people started to get a little frustrated. And that's why now I report that, look, Lane can easily fix it. You do it with three things. You do it with a little bit of PR campaign. You do it with winning games. You do it with recruiting recruiting at a high level. That's it. People want to support the head coach. This is not a complicated thing to fix. Right. So understand that. It can be a very easy thing to fix while also being a current issue because when it went through the week, some of the things that got out about Lane leaving qualifications open on some of his, his statements um, – at least the perception that potentially everything was a distraction and losing the game to Mississippi State on Thursday night, and then the corresponding deal. But Monday night kicked off where you started getting texts and you knew from donors going, "Hey, this is not this is yeah. this is not good." Like because perception again, perception is key in all of these things. Is and look, football coaches don't sit around twenty four hours watching film. That is this gross mischaracterization of anything. But when you lose the game, you go, hey, well, on Monday, you're more worried about a media member, and if he was wrong, he's just wrong. Who gives a crap? You can tell your team, hey, that's crap and whatever, which is why if I have one, because I don't care what he was tweeting Monday night. It's none of my business. I felt bad for John because of John could have easily come out of that a couple different ways, and I like John. That was that was the point. I do too. It wasn't even about defending him. It was like, damn, if he had just done a couple of things differently there, could have avoided some of this. Um... Point being, if I have one real criticism of Lane in this, it's not even any of that. It's that when he did the interview with Trey Wallace, who had some fresh quotes from Lane on Saturday, I guess, Saturday yeah. morning, it's that he said, or maybe he told Chris this, he said, I told the team on Wednesday that I was staying. He, he didn't. He said to the team, and this is tons of reports, but I have multiple people in the room telling me the same thing. And I do too, sure. That I'm staying unless something changes. Well, the team had already been through that the day before when he gave a pretty soft, hey, the report's wrong, y'all ignore. I'll tell you if something changes. Right. On Wednesday, it still was if something changes. So I don't like the revisionist history from Lane going, hey, on Wednesday, I told the team I wasn't going anywhere. 
mm, it's not really true. And there were people in that room that took it that way, and there were people in that room that did not take it that way. Trust us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had somebody who was in the room. They walked out, called me, and go, "Hey, he didn't just Leo that thing where I he said I'm too. not going anywhere." Like that was not I, what happened. I had right someone there. text me who was in the room and said, "I think he's gone." Yeah. And now there were other people that were in the room that took it as, "Oh, he's staying." Now, whether he knew that entire week he was staying or not staying or whatever, publicly the worm did begin to turn on Thursday, and by Friday he was telling it. Everybody at right. Ole Miss, he was staying right. at all levels of administration right. down to and, but other then, coaches. Even on Friday, he did the, the series of tweets that were – Okay, so I actually, in hindsight – okay, I have two thoughts. You think he was breaking the news himself with code? Okay, here's what's funny about that, and I'm, I'm, I'm giving credit to this. It's, it was Lindsey Lutz on Twitter that made me laugh talking about it. Um, <laughs> He tweets all these over the course of the day, and – no, I think he was just playing. But I think he knew he was staying at that point. I think he was legitimately just playing on Twitter. Because as opposed to Monday night. What time was this on Friday, by the way? Because I heard a time on something the other day. I don't know. It was all done by at least by one thirty or 2 o'clock. I, okay. don't, I don't know. Okay. So he, he had a course of like, I don't mean a couple of hours or whenever it was. He tweeted um, Auburn's kick six. He tweeted a something about the simple decision is not always easy or easy decision is always simple or whatever, whichever way that, that parable goes or whatever it is. Um, he retweeted the Ole Miss light show from the night before, which was very well done, by the way, to Paris and those guys. It was, it was, it was neat. Um, he tweeted his kid, Knox, with a couple of his buddies, and Knox had on a CAA sweatshirt, which was Jimmy, is Jimmy Sexton's agency. Um and then he quote tweeted Freeze, which that that one felt a little. I, I didn't like that because it felt yeah. like he was making fun of Hugh, and he was just doing the senior thing. And it's a weird look when you don't do senior day when your fans are already kind of edgy. Yeah, they were a little frustrated with Lane for not doing senior day. It's the perfect example of when you're ten and two, nobody really gives two dams. But when you lose the egg bowl and you're eight and four, suddenly they really care about senior day. Yeah, it it, it changes on what matters and what doesn't. But Lane doesn't do senior day with the team, and I thought that I took it as being a little shoddy at freeze a little bit there, or at least it could come off that way. Um, I thought that was whatever. But he tweets about freeze, too. So within like a couple hours, he's tweeted Ole Miss, Auburn, freeze, Sexton, and a decision. If you just play out the tweets all the way down. I thought it was I, – I have a hard time believing that was completely just by accident. I thought it was actually pretty funny. Um Looking back at those those five tweets. Could have spent that time watching film, getting ready for whatever bowl game they're going to. Go ahead and just watch Minnesota in case you are headed just to Jacksonville case. to play the Gophers. <laughs> just in case. I mean, you might get a Big Ten game. I could. Got a decent shot. Because I think it's either Jacksonville or, or Nashville. Or Nashville. And so I think we're going to get a Big Ten game. Who plays in the Las Vegas Bowl? It's SEC versus Pac-12? I think it's Pac-12, right? Yeah. Is that correct? I think that's right. I'm holding out hope for that one since I'm already going anyway. But I don't. it doesn't feel like Ole Miss to Vegas. You think it's Missouri? Well, that's the rumor. Pretty strong rumor. But, I don't, hell, I don't know. I mean, I've not, done a lot, I've not dedicated a lot of time to it. I think Arkansas is going to the Liberty. That feel, feels pretty. I feel pretty good about that one. And there's a lot of talk about Kentucky going to the Texas Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah. 
So that only leaves. I mean, it, it, I'll be honest, it feels Nashville because LSU lost that game. South Carolina's got a lot of momentum. So LSU and South Carolina almost feel like they have to go to Tampa and Orlando. Orlando. Well, I'm going to tell you, if I'm the Citrus Bowl, I want South Carolina. Like, sh- yeah, I do too. Please. I'd but rather have South Carolina than LSU. They might bring 60,000 people. I, they're, that, they're coming off wins over Tennessee and Clemson. Yeah, I mean, if, if Greg says to me in the room, hey, make your pick. Okay, Carolina, thank you. <laughs> Done. <laughs> We're out. <laughs> See y'all. If you like the – yeah, it's like when the first pick in the draft takes all 15 minutes. Yeah, no, no, I don't, no, no, I don't need the 15 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Hey, get, give me your, get your card ready. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> We're, that's our card. I'll call Shane. Don't worry about it. I got it. Do you have a second choice? Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah. That Carolina, that, that's it. Please, off two wins like that. Yeah. Oh man, they'll bring literally. They'll bring their whole fan base down there, and they're a lot like Ole Miss. Like, frankly, South Carolina is kind of the Ole Miss of the East. They'll they'll drink every ounce of alcohol in the Central Florida region. So. ESPN did a bowl projection. We'll do this so quickly. I know you guys aren't necessarily worried about bowl projections, and I got some other stuff on the actual program in a minute. But appease me, or, or let me appease you for a second. Um, Clemson, Tennessee in the Orange Bowl is what they're saying uh, on both sides. Alabama, Kansas State, and Sugar. So the SEC is still getting three in that access area. This is Georgia in the playoff, obviously. Kansas State could give Alabama some problems. It's a little bit of a strange matchup, yeah. isn't it? And Bama might not give a shit. Like they yeah. lose, they lose Sugar Bowls now. They kind of go, yeah. okay, great, yeah. awesome. Um, we also don't know any opt outs here. Um, for I mean anybody, frankly, he won't. But if I were, you would consider it, wouldn't you? I would. You talking about Bryce Young? That's right. Yeah, Will Anderson too. I just couldn't play in that game. You know, hey, I gotta get the one more. Uh, my body's feeling better. You've seen that happen in the past. I got stuff coming. This yep. doesn't mean anything. What was the kid's name? W- w- the backup? That's what I was trying. He's oh. played. Let him play. Be good. Be great him. opportunity for him, won't it? He'll be excited. Yeah. Get into the rest of the bowls in a second. First, tell you about Johnson Hill Creamery. Johnson Hill Creamery.com, 662-419-9201. Remember, go to their website because if you do that, you can order a bunch of stuff right there online. You don't have to worry about uh Calling anybody, how to pick it up or anything else, you take care of it there. You got a lot of holiday parties coming up. They make all their cheeses locally and in house every day. They do great charcuterie boards, do grazing tables, they have workshops, all those different things. So see the condiments and more that you can pick up at Johnson Hill Creamery. Again, that's johnsonhillcreamery.com, 662-419-9201. We're brought to you by Hawkham Portable Building, 7991 Highway 7 South in Hawkham. They'll custom build your building to your specifications. However you want your carport, ATV, or storage shed, barn, hunting cabin, or other buildings, Hawkeye Portable Buildings can accommodate you. You pick the color, the style, the windows, the doors. Hawkeye makes it happen. In-house financing is available. Uh, it's free delivery and set up within 75 miles of Hawkeye. 662-226-2233 or go to HawkeyeBuildings.com. You can also find them on uh, Facebook or Instagram at Hawkeye Portable Buildings. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. They uh, sponsor my 10 Weekend Thoughts. That's up at rebelgrove.com. The warm-up patch used before while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. All natural ingredients keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout. 
for 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation recognized system integrator. ACS has a full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's a full-service AutoCAD services provider, full-service fiber optic cabling solution provider. ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, all sorts of gifts. They're the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. And I suspect uh, Martin Palomo and I will be back with another edition of Mind on My Money later this week. That's brought to you by Pinnacle. Uh, They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N Wealth.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark. That's N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, also parts of Union and Pontotoc counties for those who previously did not have internet. Again, that's 662-238-3159. Yeah, I would anticipate something coming out soon as far as um, Quinshawn Judkins and NIL deals and all that. The Ole Miss feels confident about his his standing in the program right now. Um, Also, we mentioned that Soxie, you can buy Judkins' uh, socks related to their NIL partnership with with the Grove Collective as well. So, deadsoxie.com for – for that to see all the options um so a lot of questions about staff changes i don't know um that did not come up on thursday night it will come up in whatever meeting we have whenever i would assume we'll talk to lane again on sunday with bowls that's Mm. my guess we did last year so um you know the the days of hey this is 15 extra practices days are kind of gone um They say all that, but they don't really mean it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's a lot like spring practice. They say it because they have to. Yeah. They're not going to go out there and bash heads for 15 practices. It's just not going to happen. Um, the bigger question will be who who all's opting out. How many guys are hitting the portal and won't be with you for the bowl? Because, well, look, here's the truth. Ole Miss everywhere. offensively doesn't play anyone. So, a couple opt-outs, and it's dudes playing that have not played many yeah. snaps at all this season. I mean, it's whatever, but – it's, but at some point during the bowl stuff, Lane will get asked about coaching staff changes. And certainly once the bowl is over, which is really the appropriate time to ask the question, um, do you anticipate? i got to figure out a better way. Will you make staff changes? And if so, who will they be? Tell me now. Mm-hmm. Um, by God, you should make staff changes. Um, no, but he'll be asked about staff changes sometime in the next month. Um, project- and, and, and yes, I do anticipate some staff changes. Projections for the Cotton Bowl or Penn State Tulane. I guess it would be the winner of the American either way. I guess UCF technically could get in also, but it's the highest group of five team. So Auburn can't find a coach, and Gus can take UCF to the Cotton Bowl. That's true. I think that's right. I mean, and Tulane is dealing with Willie Fritz potentially being the next guy at Georgia Tech. Sounds like that's happening. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know Willie Fritz. I know two. I know two people. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know two people who know Willie Fritz, yeah. and they both rave about him. I wouldn't go to Georgia Tech unless it's a big payday at six. It better be a hell of a payday because be. you're going to lose. What's he make at Tulane? About one point something. I mean, if Georgia Tech's going to put four million a year in his pocket, yeah, I get it, and give him four years, yeah, sure, I get it. Go lose. This is as good as you're going to do at Tulane. Yeah, Cotton Bowl is pretty much the. Apex there. Where'd they go in 98 when they went undefeated? What was their bowl game? Oh, I remember that now. Sean King, quarterback. It was like the Blue Bonnet Bowl or something. I can't remember. It, was it wasn't anything. Not that I Because they couldn't get in. It wasn't anything big. It was 98, right? Yeah. That was Bowden. Yeah, it was Tommy Bowden before he went to Clemson. Liberty Bowl. Liberty. Yeah. You went undefeated. Here's Memphis. Same thing. I mean, <laughs> shut up, Neil. Shut up. What? No, it's just cause it was, I was going to say something about the Liberty I mean, Richrod was there. Yeah. He was the OC. I mean, Richrod's a good coach now. He is. Done some good things in his career. Jacksonville State was much better this year. 
still think it's he has not adapted to coach at the top level anymore. Right. I, I will I, stay by that. I agree. Because Chip Kelly's proved me some level of wrong. He has done some things that have been interesting and adaptive. Cal gave them all they wanted Saturday. Did you hear Josh Pate going crazy that Auburn ought to hire Chip Kelly this morning, yesterday? Yeah, I heard Chip Kelly's name yesterday. I just didn't know yeah. whether that was real or not. I don't know. Beats me. Uh, Ohio State, Washington in the Rose Bowl. And I'm just looking for SEC teams. I'll be fast, guys. I know this is not what you guys care about at all. Um, and again, let me say this one more time. When Lane was doing the Thursday post game, he was not. He was saying the bowl is the least of his problems right now. He was not worried about the bowl game. He right. was not. It was not indicative of anything else. Coastal got popped by James Madison. James Madison's going to be a beast in that conference. They've done a hell of a job with their football program. Um, I'm really, 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 really glad we're not currently today dealing with uh, having to explain away Coastal Carolina's 40-point loss to James Madison in context of Jamie Chadwell being a coach. Um, i am give give you one up there for avoiding that conversation today. It would have been like Phil Longo on steroids after the Sam Houston State game or whatever that day when they couldn't do anything in the in the FCS yeah. playoffs. Hey, your new OC's on TV. You want to check it out? Oh, God, he can't move the ball at all. Boy, North Carolina puttered down the stretch, didn't they? Yeah. They got beat by NC State. Yeah, Saturday. NC State beat them. Uh, they have Kentucky and Mississippi State is the two projections for the Las Vegas Bowl, by the way, from ESPN. Do they know something? Not. I have Kentucky no idea. Kentucky and NC State? Well, it's two people picking. Kentucky oh. and Mississippi State oh, are the okay. two options for the SEC. Okay. Oregon State appears to be locked in as the Pac-12's representative. In to the, Vegas. That is correct. That is the way I understand it. Well, I'd be super excited mm. to watch Kentucky and Oregon State. Mississippi State and Oregon State, not so much. That's no. be my luck that the one year I go to the Vegas Bowl, Mississippi oh, State's go there. To this thing. Yeah, I'll be there. You'd rather see Kentucky. Yeah. Is Levis playing? I mean, even not, I can just, I can at least kind of go. I, I love Oregon State. Watching them, did you watch their game against Oregon? I did. Yeah, that was amazing. I mean, Oregon State's—that's that dude's legit. Yeah, he's good. Oregon uh, Southern Miss to the Boca Raton Bowl. Will headed to to Boca. Uh, it says I don't know. Whatever. Uh, let's see. Again, I'm trying to hurry. Um, Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa, Florida. They have one guy has Auburn going to that. Is a five and seven team that Auburn apparently has a very good APR. Yeah, they're they're like the number three five and seven team, I right. think. So it's right. possible they're they're bowling at five and seven. Um, Missouri or Florida are the options in the Birmingham Bowl. It says here. Yeah, I've heard Florida to the Birmingham. Really? Bowl. Yeah. Okay. From a big-name standpoint, even though both teams were pretty mediocre, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, which is in Phoenix, uh, Oklahoma, Wisconsin. Oh. That's okay. Yeah. I'll why not? In. I'll watch. I'm okay with that. Let's pour a beer, turn it on. Yeah. Sure. Liberty Bowl, Florida, and Arkansas, the two uh, projections on that one from an SEC standpoint. The Texas Bowl. Who's, who, who's, who else plays in the Liberty? Uh, Baylor for both oh. other options there. Um, Mississippi State, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Oklahoma State, the Texas Bowl game, Missouri and State. So they have them in Vegas and Texas. Okay. The two. Um, I feel like I know what's coming as I'm watching bowls tick away. 
South Carolina to the Gator. That would be a disservice to South Carolina if they end up in the Gator. That means the Citrus picked somebody else. If you're the Gator Bowl, you 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 won. I, I mean, I can't imagine that they're not going to Tampa or Orlando. But possible, I don't because know. Because LSU has three losses, right? LSU lost to Florida State, um, Texas A&M, Tennessee. That's three. So Carolina's only one back. Yeah. So as long as yeah, so they can take Carolina to that game. I don't know. That would be interesting to me if 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 that if they picked over. Um Music City Bowl, Minnesota is the Big Ten representative from both projections. I've seen that a lot. Okay. And then Ole Miss and Kentucky, the two SEC teams in the Music City Bowl. Okay. Uh and then the Tampa game, which used to be the Outback, is now a Rely Quest. One guy has Ole Miss. One guy has Arkansas. I don't see how Arkansas gets to Tampa. That no, doesn't make sense to me. I don't. I think Arkansas's. If they're not Liberty, they're Texas Bowl. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't think. I don't think their options go much further than that. They have LSU in the Citrus Bowl. Both of them do. Okay. I wonder. Is there something? But it'll be four loss LSU. I don't know the answer to this. Okay. Is it possible the Citrus has to take the SEC division champion? I don't think so. Who isn't in the playoff? I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think so. In fact. Well, I know they wouldn't because in 09, Ole Miss would have gone to the Citrus Bowl had they beaten Mississippi State. Yeah. It was done. They were going to play Penn State in the yes. Citrus Bowl. At 9-3. and three. Right. So. Yeah, LSU. Yeah, okay. That's it. So, anyway. Uh, okay. Um, so, I, I think it's Nashville. I mean, I think there's a chance of a Florida Bowl, but it feels very, 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 very. Nashville is New Year's Eve day. Is that correct? During the day on New Year's Eve? I thought that's right. I think it's that's, been right. The, that's what it's been in the past. Yeah, Missouri's over hit at five and a half. Bandy's over definitely hit. Yeah. What was the Tennessee Vanderbilt final? I know they didn't threaten. Fifty six to nothing. Oh, it was fifty six to nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I kept waiting for my guys to come back, and they didn't. So felt like it was right there the whole time. Just, just couldn't. Just needed some momentum. Just needed something. Yeah, to, just needed something good to happen. All right. Um, different ways to look at this. One is I got to recruit. The portal opens up on the fifth. Um, However, teams who have lost their head coach, they can kind of go ahead and start maneuvering um, that are getting into the portal anyway. There's some leeway for them currently to uh, to do that. The portal is going to be stupid beyond all stupidity. Um, just go ahead and get ready for that. I'm, I'm going to get ahead of something here. Yeah, sure. As a beat writer, we're going to get some first on the portal, and we're going to get beat on some. Um, I am I am not because my mental health will not allow it. I am not going to allow myself to just be forced to sit in front of a computer and hit refresh all day, every day for 15 days. She's not going to do it. Um, we'll, we'll handle it. That's what I'm going to say. We're just not going to turn this into a breathless thing. The, the, the portal's going to be goofy, and there are going to be absolutely tons of rumors and all that, and we'll do our best to bring them to you, but... I feel sorry for the people who are going to be assigned to do nothing but sit and hit refresh for the month of December. 
Rivals will be much better on the portal than they were a year ago. They've got some transfer rankings going on. There's lots of impact there. They have put a lot of emphasis on being better at portal. So yes. we will be able to get things through the network. Um, Mike Farrell continues to be a good source on the portal. So if you follow him on Twitter, that's going to be correct. And then Matt Zenitz with on three will put it on Twitter and he will be correct. So go ahead. Yes. We'll just take those at their word and we'll all move on and then analyze them. Yes. But we're not competing in that way. Not going to do it. Figure out who's coming, and then we'll go from there. Yes. And that's going to – If Ole Miss picks up some defensive end from Texas A&M, we'll tell you about the defensive end once he's here. Yes. Cool. Yeah, we'll have a portal thread, and you guys can just go have at it. Yes. It's all good. More than good. Have at it. Don't get upset at us if we're 30 minutes late on something. On a Utah wide receiver that's – Just meant that – just creating names, and I don't get from when A and M is starting to get a lot of guys saying they have some portal intentions. Yep, predictably, that was a no show from LSU when you were just two wins away from getting in. They in play in well. fairness, A and M played really well. They did. I mean, some we, long drives kept stuff going. He called a good game. He did. He did. He flipped to the back of the phone book, and there's some stuff in there they hadn't run that this year, and it was great. And A-Chain played phenomenally. He's great. And they, they were – look, A&M was good. If anything, if I'm an A&M fan, that game pissed me off. Because that was possible, at least. Like, yeah. why didn't we do this all year? Or more often than we did. Yeah. Where, where, where was this? two and six in the SEC. I mean, where was this? That's a fair question if you're an A&M fan. I would have rather been an A&M fan – I'd have rather gotten popped by 17 on Saturday night and go, hey, you know what? Maybe we just weren't good. Well, and Joseph makes a good point here. A&M is very athletic on defense, and they did a great job containing Daniels and making him sit and throw, which is not something he's no. going to want to do. And No, Ole Miss lost that game when they lost contain on him and he started running around. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Ole Miss, we, we, we'll have plenty of time this week to talk about Spots. I've got a couple of written things I want to do just showing kind of where they really have some depth issues or at least guys who played. I mean, Lane does not believe in playing a lot of dudes. You would think that he would play more if they were ready, but I don't know. I don't know how to make that determination either way. Um, but if you're the PR guy, what's Lane got to do these next couple of weeks, months, whatever? What are you doing? I mean, I don't know that this is who he is. But he's going to have some media opportunities here in the next month, locally, nationally, whatever. I think I would let my guard down a little bit. I would talk about um, the reasons he stayed. I would praise Ole Miss. I would praise the NIL, the Grove Collective people. Because he didn't give a great answer to that Thursday. Give a poor answer. Yeah. Um, I would – Look, Thursday night, anybody who watched that press conference and said, oh, this guy is definitely staying, I mean, I, I didn't get – I walked away from that going, I don't know. I'm here telling you that. You would text me, like, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. Wide open. Anyway, if, if it's me and I'm him, it's – you just say some nice things. Be – this is the Christmas season. People are generally in a good mood. Say nice things. Talk about your family loves it. Um. Open up about hey, you know what? I I, I was 
even if this isn't how he feels, this would be a really good PR thing to say. You know, at the end of the day, I, I haven't done what I wanted to do here. Ole Miss gave me a chance when a lot of people weren't giving me a chance. I've challenged them to get better at some things, and they have. They presented me with an incredible contract. And, um, you know, when I first got here, the pandemic hit, and this place was like a ghost town, and I was back in Boca half the time, and I really wasn't all that attached to it, and um, I've become more attached to it. And I wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready to go. My, my family didn't want to go, and we're, this, is, this is becoming home. Those would go a long way towards people just going, okay, you know, it was a hard decision. He made it. Move on. I wouldn't keep harping on it. You know, there was nothing to it and John Sokolov. I wouldn't do that. I would never do that again because I think there's too much evidence to the contrary. But you could spin it in a way that makes people forget it and then you do well in the portal. And look, at the they end of the day. to be with you. And at the end of the day, it's, it's a scoreboard winning. business. Ole Miss is going to play 12 football games next year, and the score at the beginning of all those games is going to be nothing to nothing with 15 minutes and QTR1. Okay? They're going to play games. And if you win enough, nobody cares. And if you lose enough, there's nothing you can do. Ole Miss gave a game away on Thursday night, and had they won that, that'd be a different mood right now. Three straight egg bowls, oh, nine and three. Sure. You'd be going to the Citrus. Sure. Your coach stayed, was public about staying and you're nine and three and the citrus bowl was there the other night they were they were there not ready to extend a bid but basically but basically yeah they'll yeah, take lane yeah. and disney and the whole sure. deal and have a big time oh i think that's who they probably wanted because that was a weird football game when we haven't talked about it it was it was a weird football game it was the red zone offense was bad the play calling in the red zone has been really poor. Yeah, the the I thought the defense actually was okay. Defense was fine. Um, they got they beat. cost three turnovers. Ole Miss didn't score off the three turnovers. Yeah, yeah, they they. It was it was weird. I guess they did there at the end. But five days. Well, I have a question. It doesn't matter anymore. But a question. I brought this up to you in Fayetteville when it was forty-two to six. And it was kind of crossroads time that night. Okay, we can either sort of all wave the white flag here and get done. Got a game in five nights. Or we can chase a game that we can't win. They ended up with, what, 98 snaps offensively that, that night? Correct, yes. Did you think, because I did, but I'm curious, did you think that the offense looked a little tired? A little slow, a little sluggish? I thought Quinshawn, for the very first time, looked a little tired. He seemed to hit a wall. The linemen did not look like they typically look. Now, look, State's pretty good up front on defense, but I thought that the run game in general suffered. And, I, look, I have, I have no way to prove this, okay? Okay. Literally none. Ole Miss has not dropped the football this season. At all. And I, I know I wrote, raining and I all that. I wrote about this on Thursday night. They have not dropped the football. Yeah. That has been one of the things you can talk about not getting up over the top and all that stuff, but they don't drop it. No, they had like 11 drops going into that game. So, a drop a game. Basically. And they dropped three really critical passes. In the first half. Five days after Ole Miss played 98 snaps and all three wide receivers played at least 88. Two weeks after, I think I wrote that it was Mingo that had – 
like all these, basically how far he had run over the course of a game without producing given that level of running. So this is just my speculation, my theory. I could be way wrong. But I think if you want proof that Lane Kiffin was really serious about thinking about Auburn, the second half of the Arkansas game is exhibit A. Instead of just I'm competing and all that crap. Instead of just the Because that would be the pushback on you is, hey, I'm, yeah, just, I, I'm just I get playing. It. I get it, but you play in five nights. You play in five nights. And at 42-6, to six, you're not coming back. It's like in that long manifesto the other day, he talked about running out of time. No, you didn't run out of time. You, you, you knew you were going to run out of time. You, you, you weren't coming back from 42-6. to six. If you, it's my opinion, if you absolutely 100% knew you were not going anywhere, that this was all bullshit, mm-hmm. as hard as it would be, you'd basically send the message across the field that goes, hey, Sam, go see you in Oxford. You got this one. Kudos. Congrats. Go get you next year. Let's but hey, here. let's get out of here tonight. And there's a way to send that message. Now and you can send that message, and then the game, maybe it ends up 49 to 13 or something. And it looks terrible, but you're fresher five nights later, and you beat Mississippi State, and you go 9 and 3, and they don't take the egg to every Walmart and Ackerman and Saltillo and everywhere else where it's going to go over the next uh, 12 months. You avoid all of that. You don't lose twice in one night. I kind of think they did. The only real tangible thing that you're wrong or even that make the conversation for the podcast is that he did the exact same thing against LSU. He did. Judkins he did. was just Judkins and Dart both got hit senselessly in the final minute of the loss to LSU. When crazy. you had A and M Alabama coming up. And I think that's just look, this is a good thing, right? I don't think Lane's a very good loser. Well, no, he's a horrible loser, he's which is good. Which is good. Yeah. But sometimes I think it's where maybe you needed to have the guy on the headset that goes, hey, this might be the time to play the backups. You know that number two offense we've got? If we put it out there and run vanilla, Sam's going to run it too. If we put it out, Brian's going to run his too. Let's get out of here. Got bigger – we, we can lose three games. Look, in, in the second half of the L- – not the second half, but the fourth quarter of the LSU game, when it got away, there comes a point where you got to go, hey, you got to live to fight another day. Because I remember on the last play of the game, Jackson Dart got hit, and I was watching it going, oh, boy, that could mm-hmm. be bad. You know you got A&M. You know you got Bama. You know everything's still in front of you. And maybe that's just a part of his coaching that he's got to develop. And you don't really want to develop that part of it because that means you're getting blown out. But sometimes you got to get your guys off the field. And I thought they made a mistake in Fayetteville. I said it that night, so yeah. I'm, I'm being consistent here. I thought it was an error yeah. to play those guys 98 plays knowing that you're going to play five nights later against a team who you knew would show up. There was a zero chance that Mississippi State would be flat. You knew Arkansas was going to show up that night for senior night and all that stuff, and you knew State would show up. And in truth, you're like, hey, let's make sure we get one. I mean, Lane admitted that during the game he never thought he would lose to State. He didn't – I don't know – overlook may not be the right word, but he didn't really consider, hey, no, we've got to 
really go here. Yeah, no, I mean. Every Ole Miss coach has to learn the lesson. Yep. Every single time. Yep. Everybody has to get it. It'd been a little easy the first two times. Even Freeze didn't quite get it in 13. And that's a guy who'd been around the rivalry. Yeah. And he went to Starkville the first time and went, whoa. Whoa, this is different. Yeah. Saying. It's just different. You know, yeah. and Lane played Mississippi State a bunch at Alabama. Wasn't a big deal. Yeah, it's just another game. Yeah. And it's not another game. It's it's a different game. And so you look, State won it on a scheduling standpoint too. But they State it's a I huge advantage. State looked fresher. Yeah, it was a huge advantage. And so I don't know, just to something to it's something I thought about as the game was unfolding. I thought Ole Miss looked a little um I thought they looked a little sloppy and a little tired on offense. I didn't think the defense did. No, the defense was good. Because the defense only but the defense only played fifty something snaps. Yeah. They had no defender over fifty, I think. Fifty something, something like that. I thought you saw a difference. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Style Assembly. Look at it just off the square Omens boutique next to Blind Pig and Frock. They're ready to get you. Ready for fall, winter, get the uh, the warmer stuff ready to go, no matter the budget, size, or occasion. They're here to help you assemble your style. So to uh, head in, a few days left on the November uh, giveaway we got going on. Until the end of November, you can win a $250 gift card to shop at Style Assembly. They're now a um, Grove Collective partner as well. They were giving away portions of the proceeds all week leading up to the Egg Bowl. And to enter and win a $250 gift card, Beats come into the store, tell one of the sales associates, or ask for the Kate, the owner, she came to check out Style Assembly and everything they have to offer. There's no purchase necessary. They just want to get to know you and hope they can help you in the future with your styling or gifting needs. Men, head in. Maybe you're going to take care of Christmas, pick up some good or sunglasses for your significant other as well. So, again, that's Style Assembly. Shop Style Assembly online. You can do uh, orders through DM or give them a call as well. So, again, that's shopstyleassembly.com. Also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Look, we're taking our trip, the road to Boise trip, through John, did everything through him, made it so easy. We just gave him a budget, told him what we needed to do. He set it all up. You can do the same thing, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest restaurant on the square is the perfect place to play in your Christmas party. Featuring fabulous food and craft libations, let OPA host your company dinner or a festive party event. OPA can accommodate up to 200 guests. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors is serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We'll have picks on uh, Thursday after last week's disaster. They're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they've got opportunities across the board. It's always free for the candidates. So get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing 
the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. Uh, these clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate is based out of Jackson. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as industrial, retail, office, medical, and land. Let B.B. Mitchell with Pinpoint provide you with a plethora of commercial real estate services. He's going to um, help you regardless of what you're looking for, from vacant buildings to investment-grade stabilized assets. He's going to take pride in his attention to detail, professionalism, and hard work. So for, for all your commercial real estate needs, give B.B. a call, 601-934-5008. And if you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, or maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ledecky can help you. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan, and a franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses, uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free, got nothing to lose. MyPerfectFranchise.net or uh, Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. We started the show talking a little bit about Auburn. <clears throat> Do you think it's uh, very connected over there? I mean, you've known him forever. Is it a not a trial balloon, but is it a shot at PR management or what? Why do you think Philip Marshall wrote that column today? Because someone told him to. That's what I thought too, right? Yeah. See if you could calm the Auburn fan base down about Hugh. Smart. Let's let's throw up a trial balloon among the older fans. And Phillips crowd. Probably the more conservative fan. Older fan, yeah. Throw up a trial balloon. Let's see if this is salvageable. Because look, once you hire him, if you address it in the press conference, it's over. That's what I think too. And look, he's a great fit there. Been saying this for months, but you've got you, you can't but you can't hire him and then go oh and by the way handle the PR crisis that's coming. No, you got to you got to handle it for him, and then be done and say I'm not and say Hugh put your put your phone away, put it away. This has got to just run its it, course. You can't you cannot get involved in this. You have to let yeah, us. You can't argue with social media about no, it. No, 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 and that's hard. Yeah, your huge tweets have to be Bada Geta and Go Tigers and congratulate Bruce Pearl on his yeah. win last night. Big win last night. Beat St. Louis. Way he, to go. He's got to do the Matt Luke Twitter school where it's you get a recruit, you can come up with your Yahtzee or your fish and do your thing and yeah. whatever you want it to be, Hugh. What? It's all good. Pick something. That's it. At least now. Maybe later. Yeah, it would be a good one there. Is every time that you land a recruit, you just answer prayer? No, you you uh, well, you got way more too. But you could you could just post a big yellow rectangle. It's not Auburn without the yellow tag on it. Well, not wrong. Because that's who wants him. The yellow fella. The yellow. <laughs> that's who wants him. You think he gets impatient when John doesn't take his calls very quickly? How long do you think he waits? I asked ask a buddy this last night. How long do you think he waits before he calls back that second time if John doesn't answer the yellow man's call? I mean, at least 10 seconds. 
You think he's that impatient? He's kind of like that guy on Christmas vacation when Clark's in there. He goes, I, I, I'm, I'm busy right now. He picks up his phone and says, get me somebody. And get me somebody while I'm waiting. That's, that's Yellow Man? Yeah. Yellow fella. Yellow fella. I mean, if he really wanted to call plays, I'd have to let him call plays for a quarter. Well, that's the deal where you let the guy come in and call plays in the spring <laughs> with the third third team offense. <laughs> you want to get your jollies? Here, okay. you, here you go. <laughs> in fact, I keep waiting for more people to turn their spring game into something silly. To really do some kind of like fan control football thing yeah, or something? with where? the third team guys. Put it on the Jumbotron, which play here and like where the behind the defense. Yeah. Hit your button, like yeah. do some or put a fan on the headset. What are we calling here? Here's my list. Let him read the play. You could do some sort of giveaway. Yeah. It'd be fun. Be more interesting than what it's like some local lo- local uh middle school kid call some plays. Turn it into what it is, because it's a total joke anyway. So let it be a joke. Go all in on it. Let it be funny. Oh, Miss Kiffin would be kind of perfect for that because it's kind of his brand. Just go all in. Have some fun. By the way, did you watch? You probably didn't. There was one hell of a college basketball game yesterday. Alabama and North Carolina. Alabama and North Carolina was incredible. The league's league's kind of good. Ole Miss is better than I thought Ole Miss would be. They lost Oklahoma yesterday. They, when they really could have gotten, I felt like they kind of should have got it. When they they, they got that, they got popped in the post late. Well, they they let the little backup point guard drive to the basket a couple of times, and that was critical because the one three one was working. Mm-hmm. It had them completely discombobulated, and then last few seconds, he just took over and drove to the basket and. Kind of drove by people. I don't know how good Ole Miss is or isn't in the post. They've got they've got some guard play. I li- really like the Abram kid, the freshman. They and Caldwell's need, been okay. Caldwell's been good. They need more out of Morrell. It's going to be people talking about NCAA tournament. I'm like, okay, but it's going to take a going take going take a minute. Yeah, not there yet. There, but boy, Bama's good. They've, they've recruited some really good players, and that that kid in the post, I, I, his name escapes me. But what's up? That look, he was a beast. One's been won, one's been lost. Alabama over North Carolina, and then even in a loss because they don't have Nick Smith, Arkansas losing to Creighton it was a yeah. hell of a game the other day. It was a hell of a game where you went. Mm, yeah, okay, that's you watch that Arkansas team, and you're like, hey, I don't know whether Smith's going to come back, but if he does, but if he does, oof. They got it. They have everything else. Kentucky's good. Tennessee's good. There's some good teams. Ole Miss now plays Valpo next. Is that correct? They play Memphis on oh, Saturday, right. okay. and then they play Valpo the next Saturday. That's then they right. have a run of games in mid-December. That's right. Okay. What do you think of Bruce Pearl quote tweeting Dan Wilkin? You fill me in. You hadn't seen this? No. Dan Wilkin being Dan, um, 22 hours ago. Quote, I have to say, I don't understand the Auburn fan base backlash on Hugh Freeze. Last I checked, your basketball coach is Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, 
quote tweeting Dan Wolken goes, so I guess it's safe to say you're not a big fan? <sighs> Bruce Pearl had a illegal barbecue. Am I missing something? I mean, I, he and he lied about it and then quickly reversed the lie and came in and said, hey, that's not what happened. Here's what happened. And oh. they felt like they had to do it. I mean, we're, we're, we're at sleeping on couch territory here. I don't care. Literally. I, I, I don't literally care. Literally sleeping on the couch. That's where we are. I, I mean. Of all the crap in college athletics, here's where we're going to. Bruce Pearl is one of the nicest people in all of college athletics. He is. I'm a huge fan. I love the way he coaches. I love the way his teams play. They play with an energy and a joy that is fun to watch. Uh, he coaches. Dude sweats all the way through whatever he's wearing. In just regular games. He does. He gives his – he's. I love Pearl. He's great. He made a mistake at Tennessee. He paid dearly for it. It's been it's been discussed. It's well documented. And he got an opportunity at Auburn, and he's made the absolute most of it. He's turned Auburn into a very consistent basketball contender. And they weren't that before. They were a sporadic contender. Bruce has made them very good. Took a minute, but he got there. I don't, I don't know why Dan takes a shot at Bruce Pearl. What Bruce did, and I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not even getting into stuff with Hugh because I think Hugh has served a sentence. Now I'd like for my sentence to include a $5 million annual salary, but regardless, Hugh has paid a sentence. There's a way to salvage this. If you want Hugh Freeze at your school, there's a way to get there. He did not sexually assault anyone. He sent a stupid DM. That's it. Really stupid. Yeah, it was very dumb. But, I mean, I don't think his career should be halted for a lapse in judgment that did not truly harm anyone. He didn't belittle the woman. He didn't say anything negative about her. He defended his AD, and it pissed her off. Yeah. But it didn't harm her. He didn't demean her in that tweet. He shouldn't have sent it. It was dumb. But, again, Wilkins just out there, man. I mean, I don't even know what he's doing. Being him. Just saying. Okay. Um, your 10 thoughts are up. Yeah. Rebelgrove.com. Got some recruiting uh, on the message board. Yeah. There's a thread with some reaction from some, some guys. It's on the message board. We have a Cyber Monday uh, deal that's available. Um, it's promo code RIVALS, all caps, R-I-V-A-L-S-2-2. So you sign up. You get a year of rebelgrove.com for $22. I mean – we're not only inflation free. We're we're like cost cutters. Yeah, we get cheaper actually. Is what I happens. Mean, it's unbelievable what we're able to do. But you can take it for new subs or monthlies going to annual if you've not taken advantage of another offer in like the last twelve months or something like okay. that. Okay, something like that. There's something like that. 
there's a little bit of fine print, but if you're currently a monthly subscriber, you can go to your account page, put it in there to upgrade, and you should be able to get it for $22, except for that one uh, one scenario. It's so one thing here. Um, uh, that Dan does make a good point. It's an it would be an interesting subplot when we do get a twelve team playoff. Is you put that on again? We're, it doesn't work this way. But you take this year's situation and put it there. Tulane would be losing its head coach this week while they're playing a game to get into the playoff because Tulane would be playing UCF to get into that twelve team playoff. Yeah, this week. But it's a team that we obviously know can't do a head to head resource battle with a Power Five. So it would be a really strange plot there going on. A lot, lot like Fickle last year with Notre Dame had he entertained that and yeah. been, been, and been a candidate. So, anyway. It's just hard for me to fault Fritz. 61, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is his opportunity to cash in. Yeah. I get it. Last move. Yeah, well, you're not. And what are you going to do at Tulane? Mm-hmm. There's nowhere you're to, doing it. That's there's it. nowhere to go but down from yeah. here. So, Appreciate guys. Big stream today, as always, wherever you are listening. We'll have more herbalgrove.com and be back with you tomorrow as well. So have a great day and we'll talk to you then. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.